Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. It is my distinct honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about the things that other podcasts either cannot or will not talk about. Things for mature audiences only. Today, I've got a guest that you're really going to enjoy hearing from. She's a legendary adult performer who is absolutely beautiful and uh, sort of famous for having the most amazing boobs in the business. She's the great Alexis Fox, or Fox, depending on how you want to say it. But I have to apologize. We had a glitch, a technical glitch here, and this is a first for me. We seem to have lost about 30 minutes of audio. Somehow my recorder cut off after about 30 minutes. So trying to decide what to do here, could have decided to just try to redo things. But honestly, the first 30 minutes is really entertaining and interesting about Alexis. So I decided to run it and then get back to her in the future to try to redo and and, uh, maybe do another interview with her. Before I do that, though, I want to make sure that I have given her an opportunity to promote her stuff because she got cut off before that point in the podcast and she has some really great stuff to promote. Her Twitter is Alexis Fox. That's A-L-E-X-I-S-F-A-W-X. And her Instagram is Alexis Fox Live. So again, A-L-E-X-I-S-F-A-W-X Live. And on her Instagram, you're going to see some links to her coffee. She has her own line of coffee. So that's H-I-G-H-A-F coffee.com. And you can enter a promo code of Alexis for 15% off. So that's pretty cool. Also, you can go to her OnlyFans page at fucksfans.com. So that's F-A-W-X-F-A-N-S.com. So there you go. Let's go check out all of her content and let's get right into it with Alexis Fox. I'm sure we're going to get to hear some great stuff today. Here we have the great Alexis Fox. Alexis Fox. Fox? Is that, you know, I've never asked you, is that how you pronounce it? Fox? Fox? Well, um, well, it's like a whole play on words, like, you know, Fox. Fox. But a lot of people automatically just started with Fox. That's just, and I'm not, you know, I'm just not going to be that person, be like trying to correct, you know, thousands of fans, like, no, I'm sorry, it's this way or whatever. It's just, it's just something that's clicked. It's stayed with me since I, since I got the name. Uh, way back in July of 2010 at the Bang Bros Studio in Miami. So it just kind of stuck. How did and you By the that? way, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much for being on. Uh, so actually, I was going to ask you real quickly. You said you made up your name at Bang Bros in 2010, or how did that come about? Yeah, so I was living in Miami, and uh, let's see, I, I quit my paralegal job. I was like, I'm fucking done working with, you know, uh, attorneys and everything like that, and just living that cubicle. It just, I was unhappy. Yeah. And when you're unhappy, that's when you people go to the happy hours and parties, and just, it just was not, it's just an unhealthy lifestyle I was leading. So I hold off and quit everything. Wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I was going to take some time off and kind of decided I never wanted to work for anybody else's dream ever again. And I had no clue of what I was going to do. And I was always a porn watcher and kind of like a free spirit anyway. So, and I've seen Dancing Bear and I saw this Craigslist ad to be an extra for Dancing Bear. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I've seen this. I watched it. So I'm going to go do it. You know, just be an extra. Dancing Bear, I think was like... Bachelorette parties. Yeah, bachelorette parties. And, and then at the end, it was like the, the, the finale was the guy with the bear head on or some shit like that or okay. whatever. And um, 
So I go down to the studio and, uh, you know, I'm just expected to be in the background clapping my hands. I'm by myself solo, like I do most of my life. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, we're sitting there, we get our hair, uh, I ended up getting my hair and makeup done. They just had us all in a big room and they just, uh, kind of said, you know, if you, if you kiss your friend, you make this amount of money. If you do this, you do this, you make this amount of money. And it was only going to blowjob that day. And it was like, it was the highest paid amount, obviously. And I, was, I just raised my hand without even, it wasn't like, should I or should I not? I just fucking was like, boom, I, I've given blowjobs. Fuck yeah. Like, why not get paid for it? <laughs> sure. That was my thought. Like, there wasn't like, you know, You're I didn't. Like, Wait was, a minute. They're asking for something I know how to do. I can do this. <laughs> I've been told I'm a good. Let's see what my skills are up to par. Had they said, we're looking for people who can do nuclear fission. Anyone who can do <laughs> nuclear fission? You I could do a neuroanatomy, but not yeah. that. But, <laughs> but blowjob. But like, blowjobs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I could do that. And so I got picked, and I was the finale girl. So I got the guy with the, the bare head and the whole little crown and all this bullshit and stuff. And and I remember it coming my way, and it was my turn. My heart was just beating so loud. I was like, I'm going to fucking – like, I didn't want to be like the – like, there was some other girl that took a really long time, and I didn't want to be her. Because you know what I mean? Like, you just want to get in there, do the blowjob, do the best, be like, I got this guy off quick, or whatever. I don't know. It was just my thought at that time. Is everyone tested for this? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, so, lo and behold, Boom. I got it and did it and I uh, had a great time. And the next thing I knew, um, I was booked for MILF Soup the very next day, which is very rare for uh, Bangros to do because it's so reality-based, like the, the bridesmaid reality-based. And then, like, you go into MILF Soup, so I'm supposed to be playing this MILF that's horny and gets the young guy. You know what I mean? So right. to get booked for a sex scene the very next day on another reality uh, shoot, I guess they liked me. I guess I had good skill. And um, and then I so I signed up for that and I signed up for camming. That was back All in right, the day. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, now first was. off, so you had to pick a name. Yeah. So for the for the right milf shoot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to pick a name for everything. Yeah. And so I but, called but my. Did friend. they make you give them a name for the dancing bears? Well, they, you must have. Yeah. Yeah. It was what, like it was very in the very beginning, and I called my friend who was in marketing, and I was just like, "What am I? What's my name going to be? What's my name?" And so. <laughs> You know, being in the Air Force and stuff like that, the whole AF, and then he was just, you know, Alexis is a popular name, I guess, and, and uh, he said, like, play on words, make it fucks, you know, F-A-W-X, just spell it differently and stuff like that, and which I liked because then I didn't have to do the whole triple X at the end. Yeah. Because then it's just, like, way too many X's. It was just fucking odd. And so, and I didn't, like, I, I don't know, I'm just not, like, a big fan of that. And um, so, yeah, that's how the name came. And then everybody just started saying Fox versus Fox, and it's just like it's what stuck. So okay, just kept it. Uh, so Air Force, yeah, that's fantastic. First off, thank you for your service. We, as you know, because <laughs> uh, you've been on my sets, we always try to do stuff for the military. Yeah, um, I think that our military. I mean, every candidate that runs for office in our country promises they're going to start taking care of our military, and then somehow. <laughs> It doesn't matter what party yeah, the they are. Yeah, veterans are always done. lost. But the question I have then is, so another performer, uh, Laura Jensen, was on the show, and she mm -hmm. talked about how she got in trouble in the military because the military had policies of no gay back then, and which also applied to women doing women. Mm -hmm. And she was a nymphomaniac who was having sex with her commanding officer and everyone else that she could find. Oh, wow. Was, what was your Air Force military experience like? Uh, well, it was just, uh, it was just, I guess, a normal, my, my whole thought with the whole military thing was I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and my whole thought 
was not like, oh, let me join the military because I wanted to be in the military. It's more like, oh, what's going to get me out of my small town, travel a little bit, give me some structure on what I need to do to get, you know, to move my, progress my life forward. So getting the right. mil- going into the military was more like, it's just a, another step in my life to get me somewhere else. And um, so I just went in there with that mindset. So I just, fit, you know, basic training was really easy because your mindset, you know, their whole point is to, you know, break you down, make you work as a team, and have you think on your feet, yada, yada, yada. So No, basic training is not really that's, easy. That, I found it really, like, I just knew how to play the game. Like, okay. that's all it is. It's just like, you know, um, don't talk, you know, you just play the game until you get move on to the next part. Right. Um, and... Uh, so that so was the what, Air Force. And were and you then a I went pilot to, or what did you do? No, I'm too short to be a pilot. So okay. I was in, um, so everything that came into the base and everything that left the base uh, came through my office. And so I worked with like federal marshals a lot and stuff like that. Oh, we moved okay, on right. and missiles out of the base um, quite often. Or we went through a whole realignment and then we had to move them out. Um, I guess probably the, the longest stint in North Dakota, I guess my sexual escapades, if you want to know that. Um, Definitely, I experimented with, like, threesomes in the military. I mean, come on, we're, like, surrounded by all these guys and stuff like yeah. that in the dorm rooms and so and so forth. So that all happened. I ended up, like, fucking best friends and stuff like that. It was kind of funny. But um, I think that's also just something that carried on from me being just younger and being a very sexually free person. So it wasn't just, like, the military broke that out of me. It was already right. there. It was just like, oh, okay, new playing ground. <laughs> I still, oh, a new playground to play on. Okay, cool. And then when I got tired of that, is move on to the college boys in town. Sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> where I went to college. I University still, of North Dakota is where I started. So <laughs> I still love the way that she breezed by. Well, basic training is pretty easy. Because <laughs> yeah. it takes a certain type of person to say that. I mean, you're a very tough person. I kind of view you sort of like Linda Hamilton in Terminator <laughs> where – like, if somebody sprang out on you and went, very important, you have to um, train for the rest of your life to save the universe, that you'd be like, let's do this. Okay. Let's do okay. this. Yeah. No problem. So I, I feel like <laughs> you're kind of, um, you know, obviously a sexual person, but you're a really tough person, and it comes out on people that know you and then on your social media and stuff like that. Yeah. How did you get to be that persona? Well, I think as, as anybody gets to be any persona, it's, you know, how they're uh, nurtured and na- their nature and their nurture all comes together. You know, how you, how you, your experiences in life and what you, I, re- like, I didn't realize this until later on is I'm just a really big person that likes to live outside their comfort zone. So when you're constantly living and pushed out of your comfort zone, you've got to toughen up a little bit. You've got to understand. You've got to think things through. And I just don't hold any punches. I'm not into that fucking bullshit. I don't want to play games. I'm on, I've been told I'm, I'm too honest. I've been told by some people that I'm the most honest person they've ever met. I just, I'm black and white. Like, I'm not going to fuck over. Like, you know, and I don't expect people to do it to me either. Call me out on my own shit. You know, like, whatever. I like honesty. I I. I I like raw honesty. I think it's fucking beautiful. And I think when you're really, truly honest and, and you're coming from a really raw place, you're also very vulnerable. And when you're very vulnerable, it just lends you to all these new opportunities all the time. And I've learned to say yes to opportunities versus sit around and think about it for five, you know, weeks on end. Because I would have never, if I would have thought and said, oh, I don't know about the blowjob, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. If I wouldn't have gone to the military and said yes to that, like, okay, what do I need to do to get out of my small town? I'm responsible. You know, I came from a middle-class family and growing up in a small town in Pennsylvania, I was responsible for all that stuff. Yeah. I moved out when I was in high school. I was 16 and had my own apartment. There Um, you go. Like, I've just always been that very fiercely independent person. Yeah. And 
sometimes probably bullheaded in some ways, but I've also, I think that that adjusts as you get older and as the more experiences that you have, you become more, I guess, understanding of a lot of different ways and you're able to put yourself outside of the situation and look at it from another perspective. Yeah. And you can actually see why other people are maybe responding or reacting to you. Um, and stuff like that. I, I don't think it's like being a hard ass. I think it's just like not putting up with the bullshit and just being honest. And a lot of people are not used to that. Yeah. I mean, when I say no, that's a complete fucking sentence. Like, I don't need to tell you why. <laughs> why nope. are you fucking acting like a bitch boy and asking me why I don't want to fuck you for money? No. I said the answer is no. Either accept it and move on like a man or get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to see it. And so I just don't, I don't play with people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just to me, like, I, I don't want to play any games. I don't want any games played with me. Yeah, social media, it, it really, it oh, gives so- the people a chance to be anonymous. And so you can't just answer a question with yes or no. You have, end up having to deal oh, with Oh, I do just answer yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do. I get, I just, I'm working on this, but sometimes I internalize Usually I'll just block them or mute them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, in my head, I'm answering the question. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how to just completely block people out so that I don't yeah, just block them on social media, that I block them out of my head too. Well, a good way to look at that to help you maybe moving forward with that is, first of all, everything that anybody says is a reflection of their own selves and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And And... You just can't take anything that's being said to you, whether it's a positive compliment or a negative uh, You can't take that to heart. And you only have, let's say, you know, you only have so much brain power that's going towards these other things. Why waste it? Why waste one breath, one minute of thinking of something that doesn't even, it's not even serving your higher purpose. You know what I mean? Just don't. Like, just click. And that's why, like, sometimes... I will respond to some people because I'm like, this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like, really? Are you really going to try me today? And I'll respond. But I'll just do, like, a real quick, like, I'm just a smart ass anyway. So being sarcastic or whatever like that comes very naturally and easily. But at the other times, I'm just like, why am I wasting? I don't want to waste my time on this. No, I think that's the right thing to do. All right. So getting back to 2010. Hmm. Uh, you started with this, uh, the MILF, MILF Hunter, you said? Or? I did do the MILF Hunter, too. Um, actually, with the original MILF Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Way back in the day, MILF Hunter. <laughs> so, but what I want to ask you about, um, though, is that the... So, Aiden Starr and I used to do this show on Playboy Radio together, and she used to talk about MILF money, about how the industry... She was like, well, the money is for the 18-year-olds, and then it's not until you're uh, a MILF. Then you get the MILF money. Yeah, yeah. You started, you didn't go through that 18-year-old period or even the 26-year-old period. You started as a 30-something-year-old. Yeah, I was a MILF already. And did that make it easier for you to get in the industry just because people were less likely to take advantage of you? Or was it just your pers- your personality prevented people from trying to take advantage of you? Well, I, th- I think a little bit of both. Yeah. I think, you know, I think with age, people are just going to be less likely to fuck with you. Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, a little 18-year-old, oh, she doesn't know anything, right? She hasn't experienced as many years of life. Right. But also how you present yourself. Right. You know, I, like, I said, like I said before, I don't play in the gray area. It's black and white with me. You're going to ask me to do something I don't want to do? I'm going to say no. <laughs> right. And if I feel threatened or weird or anything like that, which is very, just doesn't really happen... I, I just I tell girls, you know, if you, if you get in a situation you're not comfortable and you you don't feel that you have a voice yet, because I think that comes sometimes comes with time. Yes, exactly. Um, 
excuse yourself. Get just take your your phone's already on you already. Go to the bathroom. Lock yourself in the bathroom. Call your fucking agent. Call your best friend. Call your boyfriend. Call call the police. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Don't go through the act and regret it later. Don't leave, say everything was fine, and then talk to your friends and realize it wasn't, and then start bullshit on Twitter. Do things immediately. Yeah. You know, say it immediately. No, make sure it's clear. Don't play into black and white. Don't play the flirting game. Just be, do go in, do your business, whatever needs to be done. And like I said, just excuse yourself to the bathroom and take care of it. Um, I understand, you know, at 18 did I have, I probably always, I was, oh, I think it's just the way I was and the way my life experiences. I think I always was a, like an outspoken person in some aspects. Right. But I know throughout times that there's times where I wish I would have spoken up and I'm, now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm not going to have any more of those times. Sure. Does that, so I can understand yeah. where an 18-year-old may not have had their voice yet. And yeah. Then, I mean, know. you know so that if you don't, it you know goes what? on. Go to the bathroom. Call yeah. me. Fuck, I got a voice. Yes. <laughs> and it's not going to come across on Twitter. It's going to be in person. It's going to be... You know, if so, if, you know, if the police have to be involved, you call them. If you know, like, if you feel threatened, you call. Like, you do something right there and then. You're so much more effective if you take care of that business right there. And then, if we wait two, three weeks later, or two years, or whatever, it's just. Have you thought about being an agent or manager at some point to mentor these young girls? Um, I think you know, for those that want to be mentored, for mm-hmm. those that are really looking for a career and not just doing it for the, you know, 15 minutes or the six months or the year or, you know, that's people that really want to be mentored. I would be more than happy to. Yeah. I think like you would have to in, instruct a fee because when people pay for something, they take yeah. it a little bit more seriously and they show up. Right. I'm not like, I, I don't play punches. So if you don't fucking show up and you're late all the time, we're not going to do business. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't put up with that kind of shit. You're going to be clean. Don't show up to work. You know, I love to smoke weed. I'm yep. a huge cannabis user. Mm-hmm. However, I show up to my sets uh, not high. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, oh, I'm going to go smoke a blunt before we have sets. I don't need to be high to fucking do my job. Right. And if you've got to be high or something like that, you might be in the wrong job. I don't care if you're flipping burgers or you're doing this. You should be able to do your job in a sober manner. You know, you, it's just, I wouldn't want to deal with people that are just, um, I'd be very particular. I don't know if a lot of people would be able to kind of, but if they, if they just stuck to the recipe in some way or another and they kept up with their hygiene, kept up with being, you know, honest and keeping the, getting their business on track, getting a business account, getting, um, getting an LLC, trademarking their name, da, 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 getting their websites in order, yeah. getting their domains. If you have someone that's really wanting to do that, be more than happy. Wow. That's a quite an offer. So if you're one of the many female performers <laughs> that listens to this show, Maybe you contact uh, Alexis here and see if you can get into her mentoring program, which is probably a better idea than just starting your own agency because, you know, you look at like what Kendra Lust has done and then Nina L. took over it and both of their intentions were wonderful. They just wanted to help the girls. It's not like either of those felt like they could make more money as an agent than than they could as a performer. Mm -hmm. I think they, they endeavored upon it so that they could help the young talent, and then they realize just how hard it is to be an agent. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just, you know, I think the more, more of a mentor. I think, um, I also think sometimes agents need to stop, like, I think sometimes age, there's some agents I feel like are more predator-like than versus, like, 
kind of a bad word to use, but yes, not all girl, not, not every 18 year old, 19, 20, 21, 26 year olds, not every person belongs in this industry. Right. You, you've got to have a good, good found, I think having a good foundation of some sort of who you are and just a little bit of time. I think 21 would be a great age. You know, I know there's some really great performers that started at 18, but they might yes. have been somewhere, somewhere differently mentally. But it's just some of these girls that I see coming in, because I work with a lot of new girls, and I'm just like, oh, are they okay? I watched a video on someone's, on someone's Twitter feed, and this, it was her first scene, and this girl was shaking. Yeah. Like physically, like you could visually, like, I don't find that attractive. Like no, that, no, that no. is not something I would be promoting. She looked scared as fuck. Yeah. And it's not that type of scene, you know, where you would want to be acting that way. So I feel bad because that's a person that's going to wake up one day and maybe regret this industry. And I, this industry can be really beautiful. And it empowered me as a female. It's given, given me even a stronger voice. It's given me confidence in my body my spirit, my mind, it's made me a businesswoman. So there's a lot of, I came with positives. Yeah. Someone that's that scared, why are they on camera? Just because she might be excited. She's getting money thrown in her face. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got to kind of, to me, when I see that, I'm like, God, her Asian, that's greed. She's not going to last more than six months, but she, they're going to make whatever money they can make off of her for six months. And I don't know if that's a great business model. I think that's why you have girls that are having... You know, we already have, I think in our industry, too, this one, what was it, like last year or maybe the year before, it just felt like every time we turned around, someone was either drug overdose or committing suicide or having a mental issue or mental breakdown or, you know, doing all these things. We got to ask ourselves, why is that happening? Well, I'm asking you, why is that happening? I don't, I think, I think they're just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have all the answers to that. Right. You know, everybody's different. Right. Everybody's background's different. Where they're coming from is different. You know, there are traumatic situations that happen. You know, I don't think they, you know, some of the agents and some people and some girls, I mean, if they don't have a voice to speak up on set, they're not going to have a voice to say, hey, I'm having this problem and this issue to their agent. They don't know. They may not feel comfortable talking to anybody or anybody because they just don't know anybody. Well, let's throw out a few theories here. Number one, the suicide rates or the death rate in our industry is probably lower than that of the general population, even though oh, yeah. it's amplified. Because, I'm not comparing it to that. But. Yeah, and because I'm remembering a lot of people were asking me at the time from outside the industry, what's going on? Why are all these girls suddenly dying or whatever? And, and you know, these are the th- I started thinking about it. It's like, well, you know, first off, you have, if you have a company with a thousand people, you're going to have three people in a year at some point who have some kind of weird death or disease or whatever. Secondly, you know, we're in the middle of an opiate crisis in our country. Ah, uh, aren't we? <laughs> we are. And there's, to me, the crisis isn't opiates. Opiates are wonderful. I like opiates. But um, you have to use them as they're, di- you know, as they're designed to be used. Mm-hmm. And when the doctors allow people to start get prescribing them for daily usage, when these girls, so, I mean, the problem with them for starters is that after you take one, the next day you need two. And the day after that you need four and whatever to get the same high you got on the first day. And then when you run out and you start coming down, you start getting wacky and depressed and violent and mood swings and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then it's easy to see 
why these girls, like when you see their mental breakdown on Twitter or whatever, oh yeah, that's the signs of somebody coming down from a cocaine or an opiate high. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like with anything though, anything you come down from, <laughs> any high you come down from can be like that. Except I mean, well, for the most part, No, right? I, yeah, I, mean, I, don't have, well, I don't have a come down really, you know, yeah. with that. I, you know, and I think... Yeah, well, we... You get a dryness when you come out of weed. (laughs) You need to make sure you're hydrated. Hydrated. But other than that... Yeah, yeah, the worst decision I've ever made uh, smoking weed is overeating. Uh, (laughs) Overeating to the point where I'm, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Any bad decision was because I, I, you know, I don't don't no longer booze because I had an issue. I just don't booze anymore because it actually makes me physically sick and I'm just, Mm -hmm. like, not worth it for me. Um, But boozing was fun when I was doing hard drugs. Yeah. I'm going to be really, like, honest. I, I have my 20s. I'm not perfect. Um, and now I'm just, like, I just I don't get anything. I'm just, like, I don't get it. I can't imagine, like, having a drink after after work. And I think about opiates and stuff like that. I think just getting those prescriptions are just way too easy. Getting the Xanax and then, you know, you get the uppers and you get the downers. You get the uppers and the downers and you're just taking everything all, you know, well, I can't sleep, so I want to take this. And I, I want right. to be up. I want to take this. I want to do my Adderall. I want to do this. Da, 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 to keep up, to keep to you know, always like this keeping up. And I think if people really just focused on themselves and focused on their business and kind of stayed in their own lane and, and really take a grown up look at the adult interest, the industry that they're entering and then be an adult about it. You know, we'll move on from this. Uh, but <laughs> I have a, here's a suggestion for you guys out there. My listeners who are all trying to figure out uh, how to do less drugs or more drugs or whatever, but <laughs> y- I, you do drugs to turn off your brain for a while mm-hmm. because so many of us have overactive brains mm-hmm. and we're just working overtime. The brain in the, in the subconscious is working to solve problems that it doesn't need to be solving. And so you take these drugs and then you're joyous because you're just stress-free for a few hours. There are other ways to figure out how to be stress-free, my listeners. So think about that. Think about learning how to meditate or just push bad thoughts out of your mind and how to dismiss bad thoughts before they get to be festering awful thoughts, and then you won't need to depend on drugs as much. But that's my sermon for the day. We're going to ask Just her... Just to add to that? Yes. Learn how to breathe. Yes. Yes, Breathing exactly. and deep breathing. Sometimes I'll like make what sounds like a sigh. Yeah. I'm not sighing. I'm just taking a big, deep breath. Yeah. And then take those deep... I take a lot of deep, uh, big breaths throughout my entire day. And that's just... That's just releasing shit. Just let it release. And just learn how to breathe. You can breathe through everything. Do not make any decision in an emotional state, whether you're happy or sad or angry. Make decisions when you're just at peace. There you go. That's the tip of the day from Alexis Fox. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We're going to ask Alexis about more things that she's passionate about. But first, we need to talk about our sponsor, Sex Panther. And I know that you're on Sex Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are an awesome sponsor and they're an awesome uh, way for your fans to get to know you better. Yes. So the people who are listening to you right now on this show are saying, damn, she is feisty. She's amazing. (laughs) She's sexy. Her boobs are incredible. I wish I could get to know her better. And here's how you do it. You can go to sexpanther.com slash Alexis dash Fox and you can get her phone number for free. Yeah. And then you can send her a text and it can be... What do people usually text you? 
Oh God, I get all kinds of texts. There's from, uh, I get some fetishes, yeah. some humiliation that we talk about or just different things like that or cockholding. Mm-hmm. Um, to <laughs> take ratings, which I always think is odd because I'm like, where's the book on ratings? Like, just because, well, I don't know. Well, dick like, ratings. Yeah. Yes, people I, want, yes. It's always mm-hmm. awkward to me because I'm just, I'm a, like I said, I'm really honest. <laughs> I never know, like, do I got to be honest about this? Or does this guy want me to, like, pump him up or something? It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> so I always ask, like, do you want the honest truth or do you want me to yeah. embellish a little bit? Yeah, I wish I understood. The fe- <laughs> I you don't know. know the I don't believe in fetish shaming. I know you don't either. No, but I just, so... and I always ask guys, I'm like, what do you like about it? Because yeah. I'm just trying to, because if I understand a little bit more about that fetish, yeah. then it will help me create more vocabulary and like what I'm describing or understand where it's coming from. I like to go, I like to know the mental, yeah. you know, what's going on in there to, so I can understand a little bit more. What do you like about it? You know? No, you and I did a scene together and all of the things that are going through my mind as I'm in the scene are like, yeah, now she's going to sit on my face. I love this. And then she's going to put her feet in my mouth. Oh, and she's going to jerk me off. And what never crossed my mind was, but I wish she would stop in the middle of the scene and rate my dick and give me... <laughs> You know, yeah. and then what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Can we stop in a second? Can we work that in the video? And then can I lobby for higher grades or something like yeah. that? I don't know. How, so I always ask people, I'm like, where's this book at? Where, where how do I, is it, is Vaney good or is that a bad thing? Like, <laughs> right. would that, would that response be different for each person? Cause some people really like it that way. I'm just like, eh, that's a little too much. <laughs> like some people like extra skin. Some people don't, I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> where's the official handbook? on dick ratings please don't know but I will say this like do not send Alexis an unsolicited dick pic unless you're using Sex Panther yeah. that I can guarantee is going to get you your head ripped off yeah I just like unless I ask for it or like like guys it's it, that still work for me like I'm still like I don't want to look at your dick for free yeah. I just don't yeah I see a dick at work I I have a boyfriend that has a dick, I, you know, whatever. I, I do research on different things. Like, just uh, unless we're asking for it or you're paying us, don't send it. <laughs> but on Sex Panther, you can send it. And yeah. you can send that. And she would love to see your dick yeah, picture you on Sex That's Panther. That's why I have the account because I'm like, okay, this can stop getting into my email so I can get to the business parts of my email. I can do this and do that. And Sex Panther is a great for That's where I do all my sex chatting and Excuse me, um, and and do those types of things because it makes sense for me there. They have pictures. You can they can exchange pictures with you. They yeah, can exchange yeah. videos. They can chat with you on the phone. You yeah. get on the phone with them, okay? Um, I have. I need to do more of that. I, yeah. I'm just you know that's where my introverted self comes out. Believe right. it or not, I'm very right. introverted. So I know it doesn't seem that way, but I really actually am. That's why I'm like a recluse at my house. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, can I come out? Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! There's traffic. Oh, there's a red light. <laughs> it's a good thing where my studio is close by where she lives. Otherwise, we'd be skyping her. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it's just like yeah, it's quite funny. Like I just uh, I don't like big crowds and stuff like that. So I think that's where my introvertedness comes in, and I'm just like, oh God, somebody wants me on the phone. But I'll do it. I'll do it occasionally. It's the same thing. Like like with anything. Like I I don't know. I've gotten weird. So the thing is, is that get to know Alexis. This is the thing. (laughs) All right. So this is the point in the podcast where we got cut off. I apologize because we did have a lot of great more content with Alexis, but we'll get to that in a future date. 
So I just want to wrap up the discussion of Sex Panther there and tell you that if you want to meet Alexis or any of the other great performers that are on Sex Panther, you just go to sexpanther.com, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. And also, if you're a performer, go to sexpanther.com so you can sign up and get started connecting with your fans today. Now, let's talk about our other sponsors. First off, we've got Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is the world's first chewable erectile dysfunction pill that contains the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So absolutely great pill. I use it myself. I'm an adult film director, and so nobody knows as well as me the importance of being able to get an erection when you need one. And the way that you can be sure that you can get that erection when you need one is with Blue Chew. Because the pill is chewable, it works a lot faster than the regular pill. Very easy to order. Uh, you just go online to bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and you just enter in a little box, uh, describe your problem. You say, hey, I'm having erectile dysfunction. A doctor reviews it, writes you a prescription, and then the pills are delivered right to your door in a very discreet package. So no going to the... Uh, uh, to the pharmacy, having to pick it up and explain to them what you're getting and have them explain to you about the pill. None of that is necessary with Blue Chew. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. All the awkwardness is gone, and you simply are able to get the pills that you need and be successful with them. So go to BlueChew.com, and here's the easiest part. I'm going to give you a promo code that will get you your first order of Blue Chew for free. That's right. Use the promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T, and you can get your first order of Blue Chew for free. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. So again, that is BlueChew.com. All right, and the last sponsor I want to talk to you about today, of course, is our great friends at Savage Sin Clothing. Savage Sin Clothing is absolutely wonderful clothing. I'm going to their website right now. It says here, at Savage Sin, we take our MMA and XXX lifestyle seriously. Live fast, fight hard. That's our motto. Our clothing serves as a reminder of the badass that's inside all of us. So I highly recommend that you go to Savage Sin, browse around the website. You will see all kinds of wonderful casual clothing, whether it's tank tops or bikinis or um, T-shirts, just about anything you want. You can get it at SavageSinClothing.com. I recommend that you give them a try and use my promo code KINGSIN, K-I-N-G-S-I-N, to get yourself the deal of a lifetime, 40% off, plus free shipping. So go check it out. That's SavageSinClothing.com. Okay, peeps. Well, that wraps up another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. Again, I apologize about the lost audio with the great Alexis Fox, but uh, I hope you enjoyed the audio that we did put up. If you are listening to the show uh, as somebody who just tuned in to check out Alexis Fox and you haven't subscribed yet, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast whether that be on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or any place else that people go to get podcasts, give us a subscription, hit the subscribe button, and give us a five-star review. Uh, the podcast does have a Twitter at Podcast one That's the number one, so Podcast one Go check us out there for some sound bites from the podcast. And we're going to be putting up some podcast extras and pictures as well. And follow me. I'm Glenn King, G-L-E-N-N-K-I-N-G-X-X-X. 
on Twitter. Thanks for listening!